Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash am I the jerk here video. Today we've got a lot of hard-hitting questions, and our first story of the day is from Throwaway6. Am I the jerk for crying to my husband? My 18-year-old son Eric just graduated high school. I'm very proud of him because he has ADHD, and school's always been a struggle for him, but he's going to college and his future is promising. I was out with my two girlfriends, and both have children the same age as Eric. Well, I excused myself to the washroom, and right before I was about to go back into the room, I overheard one of them say that I must be so disappointed in Eric. Disappointed because he's not studying law or medicine, etc. like their kids. This got my attention and I kept listening. They continued to talk about how he barely graduated, and then they made a few odd jokes about how Eric's probably going to follow in my footsteps and marry a rich older lady. They talked about my son's reputation and laughed about how he clearly cares more about his face than his future, just like his mother. This hurt me a lot. I was heartbroken. Not only were they insulting me, but my son as well. I walked into the room and they went silent, but acted as if they weren't just crap talking. I didn't mention it and simply decided to never hang out with them ever again. But when I got home, my husband asked me if anything was wrong and I just began to cry and told him everything. I've been friends with them for a year and gosh, I don't even know. He was really angry. He invited them and their families to go on a quick two-day trip, and he called their husbands and canceled. When they asked why, he told them that there was no way in heck he was paying to take two bitter, mean girls that insult his wife and son on vacation. Well, I got a call from the two, and they were really upset. They said that I need to tell him to rethink his decision and that they were just joking around because their kids were really looking forward to the trip. I told them that I didn't want to, but they said I should have talked to them instead of crying to my husband like a weakest freak witch. I told them to freak off and they replied with, this is exactly why we hate you. Wait, sorry, are you going to go cry to your husband again? That stung a little and now I'm wondering... Am I the jerk for not being straight up and crying to my husband instead? The two think I am and my sister agrees that I should have dealt with it myself and I went too far telling my husband. Absolutely not the jerk here. I think the bottom line here is people handle things differently. Some people love confrontation. Some people are not afraid to get right up in your face and call it like they see it. But God forbid some people don't want that confrontation and your partner is there to work with you on these things to be a shoulder that you can cry on so god forbid you turn around and go to your what's supposed to be your main support system if there's personal business between you and another person could you ever be the jerk for telling your partner about it let me know what you guys think in the comments down below our next story is from throwaway 123-86912 am i the jerk for not wanting my sister's boyfriend to sleep over me 23 year old male and my sister 22 year old female usually get along pretty well However, we just got into a huge fight. My parents have gone on a trip for a week. 
They left today, leaving me and her home alone. But in two days, my sister's also leaving with her boyfriend on a trip. About two weeks ago, she told me that her boyfriend was going to be sleeping at our house these two days before their trip, while our parents are away. This made me a bit uncomfortable, so I told her that he could spend the day with us, but I really didn't feel comfortable with him sleeping over, even though it seems like a relatively serious relationship and her boyfriend seems nice enough, I don't really know him very well. I've met him two or three times and we just greeted each other, plus they've been together for only about four to five months. She got really mad and we fought a bit, but then I had to leave, because I wasn't staying home at the time and my ride was leaving. The next day I texted her saying it's only two days and then they're going away for a week alone, so I would really appreciate it if he didn't sleep over those two days. Last week I came back home and we didn't really talk about it, but today I brought it up, asking if he was going to sleep over, and she said yes. So we got into a huge fight, the dude's coming over later and I just have to deal with it. Should I have just kept quiet and let him sleep over without saying anything? Am I even entitled to feel uncomfortable about this? I think the only confusing thing to me here is it's the parents' house, right? How do the parents feel about him staying over? If the parents are okay with him coming over, then I think OP is the jerk here. Four to five months into a relationship, I feel like is more than enough to be okay with them staying around. Like, I just don't understand what the issue is. Is OP afraid their sister's boyfriend's gonna catch them changing in their clothes or something? This next story is from Next Method 9442 Am I the jerk for telling my wife I won't be sharing blame with her? When I mess up, it's my fault, and that's fine. I'll own up to that. However, when she messes up, it becomes, I think we both could have done things to prevent this. My wife and I are 26. We've been together since we were 15. At a doctor's appointment two weeks ago, my wife found out she weighs nearly 240 pounds. She started putting on weight during our senior year of high school and it's only increased from there. As far as meals at this point, we eat separate meals for the most part food-wise. We sit down and eat dinner together, but what she has for dinner is different than what I have. So she comes home from the appointment and launches into this whole thing about how we both dropped the ball in terms of her weight. I asked exactly how I dropped the ball. I'm not force feeding her chips and popcorn and things like that. All I got back was a vague, you could have said more, which made no sense to me. I told her I won't be sharing in the blame for this. I'm more than willing to help, but this situation is not my fault. She said I was isolating her and called me a jerk. Am I the jerk here? I think OP's not the jerk, and frankly I think this is a bit of a coping thing. They don't want to admit that they did wrong, they don't want to be the one only at blame, and they probably want to feel like they got some help on their side to dig out of that situation. It's just kind of funny to me that the wife said, well you could have said more, basically saying to OP, well you could have been more inconsiderate and mentioned my weight more. It's like implying that OP's not doing right unless they're conscious about their wife's weight and like being uncomfortable enough to say something about it. Our next story is from Throwaway7391. Am I the jerk for refusing to pay for my sister's funeral? I, 34-year-old female, have three younger sisters, 22, 20, and 19-year-old females. I was adopted, but the younger three are my adopted mom's bio kids that she had later. Their dad left and moved to a different state when the eldest, Carol, was six. And as such, she was the only one that remembered him to a noticeable degree. She ran off as soon as she turned 18 to join her estranged father in a shady religious compound, long story, and it remained like that for the next several years. 
That was until a couple months ago that Carol died unexpectedly, and our family had a bit of a dilemma after we got the body back from the police. Our family never had that much money, and all my mother could afford was a simple direct cremation. We all know that given how religious she was, that wouldn't be what she wanted, but she left no will because she died at 22. My mother called me the other day to ask if I would be willing to pay for a burial, and after some calculations, I found it would be technically possible, but I would have to be very lean for about half a year afterwards to compensate. My mother said no problem, and we would just have her cremated. Yesterday, my middle sister Marie called screaming at me about how selfish I was, and that since I could afford it, I should do it for the family. This is very out of character, since Marie basically never expresses emotions. She said that I was being selfish and dishonoring Carol's memory by forcing our mom to dispose of her body in a way she wouldn't have wanted. I said that one, this isn't a sacrifice I'm willing to make given Carol didn't have a will and we never had a functioning relationship. And two, she went off to another state immediately and nobody in the family had spoken to her since 2018. Marie has gotten her father's extended family involved and they've been blowing up my phone constantly with how I'm selfish and ungrateful for the sacrifices Carol made. Marie's continued to insist I'm wrong and that I should pay the rest since neither her nor my youngest sister Lily have jobs. I'm quite honestly shocked by this outburst and I don't really know where it's coming from. Given how out of character this is for her, I'm wondering if I'm in the wrong. I asked Lily who said that she's sad that Carol can't be buried, but it's ultimately my money and I can do what I want with it. Our mom is completely on my side. She never got along with Carol because of how enamored she was with her ex-husband. I can't decide if I was the jerk or not in this situation, since I technically can afford it even if it requires insanely strict budgeting. So am I the jerk? I think OP is not the jerk here. I think if you can follow their wishes and give them what they wanted, obviously that's preferable, but if you can't, you can't. In a perfect world, OP would have the money to pay for it and not suffer, but it's just not realistic to expect OP to eat ramen for half a year and struggle to make ends meet just to pay for this thing that, honestly, they have no great interest in to begin with. While it's their sister, the sister wasn't really around and I think your relationship or lack thereof is really what matters more than just DNA. What do you guys think? Should OP feel any remorse for this? Should they feel obligated to pay for it? I'd like to know what you guys think. By the way, if you're enjoying these hard-hitting questions, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Bride879. Am I the jerk for kicking a person with Tourette's out of my wedding? I, 25-year-old female, recently got married to my wonderful husband, 26-year-old male. The wedding was beautiful and we all had a great time, but the situation left me feeling like a jerk. A good friend of mine, Macy, 26-year-old female, brought her boyfriend, 29-year-old male, as her plus one. She texted me prior to the wedding that her boyfriend has Tourette's syndrome. I was somewhat familiar with the disease, but made sure to ask her how it affected her boyfriend specifically and what to expect. She assured me it wasn't severe and wouldn't disrupt the wedding. I had never met the boyfriend prior to this and believed her when she said it wasn't going to be a problem. I know most people with Tourette's don't have vocal tics at all and assumed that was the case in this situation based on what Macy told me. Just before the ceremony started, I discovered Macy's boyfriend's Tourette's syndrome was much worse than she let on. 
He was screaming every few seconds and yelled a lot of offensive curse words and slurs. I was upset by this as I felt Macy purposely misrepresented her boyfriend's situation so I'd let him come. Since she said it wouldn't be disruptive, I would have politely declined had I known that he had severe vocal tics. I told my maid of honor to ask him to leave. Apparently it turned into a big scene where Macy angrily argued against it and said we were being ableist. Her boyfriend agreed and said he couldn't control it. Security had to get involved and I had both of them removed. Thankfully the wedding went smoothly after that but now Macy's calling me a jerk. Some of our mutual friends agree that I was in the wrong so I'm here to ask if I'm the jerk. I think OP is not the jerk here all around. I think this is just a really awkward and uncomfortable situation to be put into. But OP's completely right in that they were lied to. The condition was misrepresented. And I know I'd be feeling the exact same way as OP did. It just is a painful thing to have to ask somebody to leave a wedding. But I mean, honestly, they shouldn't have been there to begin with. Our next story is from Savings Pattern 3614. Am I the jerk for not taking down my video that was a gift from my best man? I have a sister that's 6 years older than me. My parents for years cancel on me last minute because of my sister. I have a basketball game. Oops, sorry, sister doesn't feel like going out. I'm graduating. Oops, sister had a bad day at work. They've missed both major and smaller events in my life because of her meltdowns. I met the love of my life. We decided to tie the knot. From the beginning, I told my parents how I'm worried my sister will ruin another special moment in my life. My mom told me over and over again it wouldn't happen. The day of my wedding, I received a voicemail from my mom saying they wouldn't come because my sister's dog was sick and she was upset. I was hurt. My best man, however, is a jokester. He took my phone, then went to my fiance and asked if he could post a video of our wedding as a gift on social media. She loved his idea. I had no idea about it until I came home. Our honeymoon was at a lakeside cabin, no cell service. The post caption was, my best friend. He's an amazing person, even if his parents never showed up for him. The video was still pictures of us next to her parents, me on the dance floor cutting the cake, where you would normally see both parents in the wedding pictures. The sound behind the video was my mom's voicemail explaining how they couldn't come because my sister's dog was sick. I come home a week later to hundreds of messages. Family members from both sides insisting I take it down. I was told my sister hasn't stopped crying. My mom's refusing to leave the house. I may be the jerk here. I didn't take it down when I got my messages. I didn't call my family back right away. I waited until my vacation time was over at work and enjoyed my time with my wife in our new home before I contacted anyone. My dad told me to take down the video. It was just a bad night for them. That they'll make it up to me and my wife for not coming. My reply was, how exactly do you plan to make up my wedding? It's a once in a lifetime thing. You choose to ignore my feeling on the whole matter. Then he just repeated that he'll make it up to me. I told him I'll take the video down only when he made up missing my wedding. Flustered, we both hung up the phone before we both said things we shouldn't have. Am I the jerk here? I could have just taken down the video. It would probably make things easier to have taken down the video. And maybe could you say it's a little extra or out there to have left this video up for all that time? Maybe. To me, it feels a little bit like kind of unnecessarily airing out your dirty laundry, but I don't think OP's the jerk. They've been treated as not even second rate lower than that for their whole life. So God forbid they... 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Essentially leave up a call-out post after I assume decades of being treated that way. The truth hurts sometimes. This next story is from Error404Rowan. Am I the jerk for refusing to have my cousins over after what they did to me? Little background, I was 10 at the time and my cousins liked to pick on me for my weight. They would purposely make me lots of food and then expect me to eat all of it. They'd also give me their leftovers. Soon I developed a bit of chub and I got heavily bullied for it. They even went as far to whenever I was over at their house. Auntie was never around, so they would lock me in the room with a piece of bread and a tiny bag of chips as to starve me for hours on end. But when aunt was a few minutes away from home, they'd prepare me a big dinner to look good in front of aunt, summer 2008 I guess. Many years later, I had just gotten my own place, mid-2021, straight out of college, and I'd never really had anyone over except friends and my siblings. I was having a family dinner, and my mother suggested I invited my cousins. No one found out about what they did to me and I sort of retained the weight but lost a bit of it. No chub but still pretty thick. I was off about the idea since all I had was bad memories. So I said no. My mom got pretty mad and said if my aunt was coming, so should my cousins as they're her kids. I said no again, stating that I didn't want them there because they made me uncomfortable. My mom said that's fine, she gets it and drops it day of the dinner comes and I made an amazing banquet dinner for my family. First my sisters came, then my two brothers, my mom and dad, uncles, and then my aunt. But slowly behind her my cousins trailed. They seemed to know exactly how to make me angry, saying that they're starving and in a sarcastic voice, you always knew how to eat so you should be amazing at cooking. I reluctantly let them in and they immediately and impolitely made themselves at home left their shoes in the middle of the living room, watching TV and not flushing the toilet. I was getting angry, but I wanted to be civil, so I just let it go. The last straw was when I was making a chicken and a few steaks. As I was seasoning all of that, my cousins appeared behind me and said, All that just for you? And I lost it. I started screaming at them and told them to get the heck out of my house, and they refused. They said they were here for dinner and that's what they were gonna get. I said that they had no right to be in my house and make fun of me for my weight. And not only that, but for doing all the things they did to me in the past, and if they don't get out now, I will make them leave. They finally left, but then my entire family started talking about it and telling me how much of a jerk I am for making them leave. 
This hasn't stopped for a few days, and I'm starting to think they meant it in a joking manner. Am I the jerk here for kicking them out? I think it doesn't matter whether or not they were meaning it in a joking manner or not. The bottom line here is, whether they were joking the entire time, it imprinted a traumatic experience on you as a kid, and they have a staunch inability to recognize that what they're doing is bothering you, and they can't cool it, they can't take a note. Nobody likes a jokester that doesn't know when to quit. And what they did to OP as a kid is not joking. This next story is from AITA Waterpark. Am I the jerk for getting a couple kicked out of a water park for not covering their tattoos? Yesterday, I was at a water park with my family when I saw a couple, who I assume were American or Canadian based on their accents. They were both covered in tattoos throughout their entire upper body, which isn't allowed at this water park. I come up to them and explain to them in English about the rule and that they need to cover up the tattoos because families come here with their children. They both told me to shut up and leave them alone, so I found a staff member and alerted them to the situation. They had somebody who speaks English come up to them to explain the rule, and the woman started screaming and crying as they were both kicked out. They were basically causing a huge scene, and everybody was staring at them. It's not like they couldn't use the water park at all, they just had to wear a shirt that covers up their tattoos, and they would have been fine, which is why I think I was justified to confront them. I'm posting here to find out what everybody here thinks. So from what OP said, I believe this takes place in Japan. Now I will say as an American, the rule seems quite odd to me, but from what OP is suggesting here, it seems like it's a pretty common thing. And if it's a rule, especially one that they kind of have to agree to upon entry, you have every right to call somebody out or kick somebody out over that. I did take a quick look and basically tattoos in Japan are extremely stigmatized. Basically if you go around having tattoos visible, it's basically seen as like an advertisement of you being a person of crime, a criminal, or especially tied to a criminal organization. One that starts with the letter Y being a very popular one. Our next story is from Panda the Crayon Eater. Am I the jerk for blowing up on a customer? He can rebuild the fence himself if he has a problem with me being a woman? I, female 20, have been interested in woodworking since I was 12, and from 15 I was helping out of my stepdad's business. First it was just cleaning, holding, bringing things, but later I became pretty much a full-time employee outside studies. Last month was busy, so I took what seemed like simpler contracts or orders to do myself. One of those was making new and replacing some balcony fence planks. I talked with the customer on the phone beforehand and later went there to take measurements and other details. When I first came, he didn't exactly look pleased, asking if there was somebody else coming later. I had that happen before. I have no problem with this. I tried to lighten the mood by saying, how hard can using a tape measure and a drill be? Also said that he hopes the measures will be correct and then asked if I'll be the one doing the actual planks and replacement too. I answered, most probably. A few days later, I went to actually replace the planks. He didn't say much at first, since the planks were good, but then he started nagging like, You're holding it wrong. I wasn't. You're making a mess here, with the old ones rotten into oblivion, all while basically breathing down my neck. That was tolerable still. What wasn't was him saying, You said you can do it yourself. Or, see, why trades are man-dominated? When I asked him to hold or hand me something, when I finished, he told me it wasn't half bad, but it could be better and faster. Like, excuse me, the size is a match, lining distances, good and match. 
The paint is good. Why did it take longer? Almost as if there was something to speed it up a little. I asked if he sees any particular problem so I can fix it. He said no, just that a normal woodworker would do it faster. I just lost it and said, well I repaired your freaking fence. That makes me a woodworker enough, or not because women can't be in trades. Why didn't you do it yourself, if I shouldn't do trade jobs in the first place? He told me the good old respect elders and not to raise voice on customers, but you know, I can only tolerate so much. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here, and frankly, I think maybe the best thing OP could have done was just ask them to kind of give you some space while you work to repair their fence. I mean, they have every right to stand there and watch, but them standing there micromanaging things really didn't help the situation. I know OP can't exactly force them to go away, but man, must that have been annoying for them to stand there and be like, well, a man could do this better than you, while standing there watching a woman do the fixing for him. This next story is from Throwaway2828. Am I the jerk for not letting my stepsister paint the room I'm letting her stay in? I, 25-year-old male, own a pretty big house that I inherited from my grandparents. I'm currently letting my stepsister Kana, 23-year-old female, stay in one of my guest rooms for two months rent-free. Everything's been going smooth until two days ago when Kana came in the house with cans of paint. I asked her what she was doing with those, and she told me that she was going to paint her room pink. I told her no because she's only staying here temporarily, and I like the way the room is now. Kana said that she's currently staying in the room, and she should have a right to be able to decorate the room how she wants it. I told her that even though she's staying in there, it's still my house, and if she does paint the room, she will be kicked out. Kana got mad and called me a jerk. My dad and stepmom think that I was too harsh, and I could have compromised with her. I feel like I have a right to not want the room painted. Am I the jerk? I wholeheartedly agree with OP that it's their house and they have every right for the walls to be whatever color they want. Kana staying there for two months, if anything, only moves this more in OP's favor. Kana's a temporary guest. It's for forever to OP if they want to. This next story is from Effort Present 9645 Am I the jerk for siding with my mom over my wife and telling my wife it was her fault for putting me on the spot? My wife and I try to always side with each other in public and if there's an issue, talk it out in private. So maybe I screwed up here. My mom lives an 8 hour plane right away, so if she's going to visit, it's going to be at least for 4-5 to days to make it worth it. My mom is the one who moved, and my wife made it clear when she moved that she needs to be the one to come to us as she made the choice to move, doesn't have small kids, and has the ability to work when she wants with no set schedule. My mom rolled her eyes but agreed, My wife also told me that we would not be altering our lives to revolve around my mom. While she's welcome to visit, we won't use up our limited vacation time, which we want to use to do things with our kids, and it isn't our job to entertain her. I felt weird about it, but agreed. My mom visited one time three years ago. We went to work as normal and she was alone in the house during the day. By the time we got home, she was clearly bouncing off the walls and about to lose it. We did our normal chores and routine, though my wife did take over some of my duties so I could visit, we had our normal blah weeknight meals and by the end of the trip, my mom was clearly miserable, overtired and starving. She just didn't eat much, I don't know why. She didn't complain but seemed pissy. Then COVID happened, both of us were busy and we just didn't see each other. We recently invited her to visit again and my mom said sorry but no. She said it was torture 
and if we can't put in the effort to host her, she isn't coming. I felt that was fair, as she didn't make any demands on us, just chose not to come. But my wife was very upset. My wife wanted me to confront her about how entitled she was being. I refused, so she called my mom and accused her of being childish and needing constant entertainment. My mom and her got into it with my mom yelling that we were crap hosts and she was so bored she actually cried one day. She said she doesn't owe us her time if we don't want to put time into her and she'll never visit again unless something changes, but we have an open invitation to visit her. My wife asked me if I was going to get involved. My mom said I need to get my wife to stop attacking her. My wife demanded to know whose side I was on and I said my mom's. My mom began laughing, my wife teared up and hung up. Now she feels I betrayed her, and that I'm a mama's boy. What the freak, I haven't even seen her in three years. I told her it's her fault for putting me on the spot, and I just think my mom's entitled to the boundary of she doesn't want to visit. I think OP is not the jerk here, but I also think OP's not doing enough. As in, I think OP can personally set aside the time and the plans to have their mom visit even if the wife doesn't want to partake in that. I'm wondering if OP's wife isn't just overly controlling, or if the mom and the wife have never really gotten along so that's why the wife is acting so disinterested in doing anything with the mom being over. Maybe there's not enough information here. And our final story of the day is from Randomness57317. Am I the jerk for not inviting my kid's whole class to his birthday party? I, 28 year old female. I'm a mother of a wonderful 8-year-old son. This whole thing happened last April, but I'm still getting complaints. So here I am asking strangers for a judgment on the internet. So last year was my kid's first year in big kid's school, like he calls it, since his first grade coincided with the pandemic. We're not in the best place financially. Like most families, our consumer debt piled on, and we're throwing every spare cent at it. So when it was time to throw him a party, I only invited five of his classmates, the ones he considered his friends. For the others, I sent two dozen cupcakes and juice boxes to his class. The invites were delivered to their houses and not in front of the other kids. Like I said, money was tight, so I got creative. I made nine small cakes, box cakes, vanilla, chocolate and funfetti, buttercream and different colors also made big sugar cookies and different colored frosting and sprinkles, and finally bought tortillas, made pizza sauce, and had a variety of toppings. I asked that the kids bring swimsuits and water guns. We had a make-your-own-pizza station for lunch. Then they played with their water guns. Then they decorated their cakes and finally their cookies to take home with them. That was a Saturday. Well, the next Monday, the kids would not stop raving about how fun the party was, how it was the best birthday party ever. The other kids were not happy to not be invited. At Pickup Tuesday, a couple moms confronted me about not inviting their kids. I said that I'm sorry, but it was a small party for his close friends only. They kept complaining about me excluding their kids. I didn't take it seriously then, but now it's a new school year, almost six months later, and I'm still getting the occasional comment thrown at me. So am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here. I think it might be a common sentiment, but these are the kinds of parents where participation trophies were born from. And I'm gonna be honest, as a kid, I wouldn't have liked it if my whole class was invited to my birthday party. 
For all of these entitled parents out there that are like, every kid in the class deserves to be invited, why wasn't my kid invited, why wasn't I allowed to be there, let's not forget it's the kid's birthday party, and at least if I was in that situation, I'm not friends with everybody in my class, I wouldn't want everybody at my house, especially not some snobby parents like that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk Here story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.